Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum, and with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner. Which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Hey, Allison, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to be there, be here, be there in New York and here in LA. <laughs> yeah. And when we first started talking, um, one of the things that we discussed and why I thought it'd be really cool to have you on the show is that you run a PR firm. Um, yes. And you've done this for a while. It's your firm. You did it while you were raising your daughter. And the way that it made sense was because you could leverage technology to work from anywhere. That is exactly, yes. And I think that is so relevant to everyone right now because with COVID and being in a second, third, fifth, sixth, seventh, who knows how many waves we're going to have, um, we're all working from home a lot more than we ever thought that we would. Um, and from home, really, I should say remotely. Mm -hmm. um, and so you've had years of experience with leveraging technology to work remotely um, and to make it work while raising kids. So I thought that would be a really great place to start is just, can you tell me a little bit about or share some tips and tricks for using technology to help make your life better when you're not going into an office? So I'll get to that answer, but just to backtrack, when I started in PR, most people didn't have laptops. Very few people had cell phones. And the way to communicate the old fashioned way in PR was to call a contact on the phone, hope you get them there because not even everybody had voicemail and then send them a press packet. And over my years in working for a small boutique a PR firm, that technology changed. And by the time my daughter was starting kindergarten, I had a cell phone, I had a laptop, Facebook was uh, there and you know, being able to communicate uh, without being stuck in an office was doable. So I launched my company, AJGPR in 2008. And the reason I did it was because technology, having a cell phone, having a laptop allowed me to parent my child on my time rather than be stuck to a nine to five uh, job in an office where I was panicking to get her to school on time and pick her up on time. So the technology, and it's even gotten better since I launched my company in 2008, it just keeps getting better. The technology with WhatsApp and uh, you know Facebook Messenger, I can speak internationally 
with clients, um, which I couldn't do when I launched my company. So the technology keeps facilitating um, the ability to work. And I have always had a home office. So when people were first struggling with COVID and working from home, I, I wouldn't say I was laughing because it wasn't funny. I mean, COVID wasn't funny, but I was like, I live my life social distancing. <laughs> I work from home and I communicate with people either by phone or email um, all the time. So my business, the way I run my business, there's less of that face-to-face -face office meeting room. Uh, I, I am me, my business is AJGPR. So I hire me, I fire me. I, you know, I'm a CEO, CFO, chief plumber. So in your business, right, in PR, a huge you manage clients, right? You manage yes. the relationship with your clients, you manage the relationship with the companies that you're doing business with. And in a world where you are fully remote, mm -hmm. where you're not actually physically interacting with people, it can be hard to develop relationships, which mm -hmm. is a big part of managing a client or managing a managing up to your boss, managing across to your colleagues, managing down to your team. What are some tips that you have on developing those relationships when you're not able to actually physically meet up? That's really an interesting question. And, and I've been able to do that. I have uh, clients that I'm still in touch with and friends with in New York who I have never met face to face. And before Zoom and before uh, FaceTime, those clients I just knew through the phone. They, you know, reached out to me and hired me and I did a proposal. So the way I was able to maintain those relationships is to be successful for them, to be successful for them and also to be a good listener and to go beyond just the business relationship and developing personal relationships. So for example, my client in New York had a little, had a toddler and she was pregnant with twins the whole time uh, we were working together, which was a year. And I could see her posting pictures of herself with her toddler and her belly growing on Facebook. So commenting on Facebook and being connected and knowing where she was with her life while I was handling her business, I think is really important. That doesn't mean you get into the nitty gritty personal depth of every client's what's going on, but that you understand where they are, where they're coming from. Are they a parent? Um, it's, it's interesting to be a parent and work with moms, working moms uh, as well. There's a different dynamic. So it sounds like communicating regularly about not just the work itself, but about the person and who they are is something that's helped you to build these relationships when you're not actually physically in, in front of someone. And I think that's just common sense in terms of building relationships in general. I mean, if you if your client calls you or you're calling them to tell them good news or even bad news, you don't just say, hey, Jane, um, I have your, I booked you on the doctors. You just say, hey, Jane, how are you? How's Jimmy? I mean, you have to have a, a sense of, of, uh, polite conversation, but that's meaningful conversation. That's part of being a good business person. Making it meaningful is extremely important. Um, so it doesn't just feel like fluff or forced or not authentic. 
Yes, and I just I just think that's who I am anyway. I think that's why I'm good at PR because I'm I'm a good communicator. I like to tell stories and um I don't come out and ask personal questions from my clients, but if it's made known to me, I make sure that it's heard. I love that. So you're not prying, but I'm not prying. Yeah, exactly. but when something's shared, you use that, you take it in, and then you you, you right. remember it. Or, you know, if somebody says to me, uh, I'm, I'm going to be out of town because my grandfather is sick, you know, and I won't be able to do radio interviews that week. Well, I don't just go, okay, block them out for that week. I will check in. How are you? How's your grandfather? That's awesome. And you do work with a lot of working moms in your business. I do. I just think that um, it's not that I don't think when people come to me and ask for my uh, PR support, they know that I'm a mom. It's not on my it's not on my business card. It's not on my website. I don't talk about my daughter. But uh, once we get into those conversations, especially if you have children that are the same age, you can't help but share. Yeah. And it's, it's lovely to share and learn from each other. And that's kind of how, you know, the Savvy Working Mom podcast came about as well as the blog. It's like, let's share and learn from each other. And it's also nice, right? It's nice to talk about your kids. When working with, um, when working with working moms, what are some of the kind of practices that you've noticed the moms who are successful, um, the moms who feel great about managing work in life um, have? I think it depends on the the position that they have. So if they are uh, their own boss or an entrepreneur, they have more flexibility possibly. I think it's different. I I do remember when I first had my um, daughter, I had a client who was literally pumping (laughs) in her office with a closed door for her newborn while she was talking on the phone with me. So I think that how people make it work, it really varies on their situation. But I just think that most of the working moms that I know personally or through my business love what they're doing, that love their career and uh, love being a parent. That can be a rarefied group because some moms have to work. And I do have to work as well. I mean, we're a, a two income family but I also love what I do. So. It always makes it easier when you love what you do. And that's right. Some folks have to work. Mm-hmm. And that is where I think some of the tips that you're sharing just about leveraging technology, especially in today's world can help is if mm-hmm. you, if you have to work, you want to be as efficient as possible. Um, when we were talking, you're sharing how, you know, when you, when you started your agency and your daughter was young, you take her to the dentist and then be working while she's at the dentist, right? So you could parent and work at the same time. And I'll never forget when she got her braces and I was sitting there on my computer while they were, you know, the dentist, the orthodontist said, do you want to come, come back, come and sit with her. And I said, sure. So I have, my chair was there, but I was like this and all my daughters, uh, doctors, dentists, teachers, ballet teachers, all the things they know, they joke that I'm like this, I can look up and see how she's doing, but I'm also Heads Connect. down, hands on the keyboard. <laughs> Absolutely. And sometimes like when I'm dro- my daughter, I had to train her uh, to be my assistant in the car because which at first she really didn't want to do. But before the technology advanced, I would say, could you dial 
this client, I need to talk to them. And she'd be like, oh, mom, but she got used to it. And I said, if you dial, this allows me to be with you, to pick you up from school and take you to your ballet class. I, today's my, this is my work time. This is my work time. This isn't like free time. So I need you to help. So she, 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 she was my assistant in the car um, as well. She got to be very good at it. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. Did you ever struggle with being present? Because I feel like when you're, if you own your own company, once you get to a certain level in corporate, um, you're on 24 seven, like work Mm -hmm. doesn't, it's not like you, you don't clock in and you don't clock out. You're just, you can be on 24 seven. And that's some of the bane of technology today is that we are always available and accessible to our clients, to our employers. Um, how do you manage turning it off and being present with your daughter um, or even outside of with your daughter, just to find time for yourself? Well, I try to set boundaries right away. If I have a client who's um, calling me or texting me or emailing me after 6 p.m. or on the weekends because they think, oh, I can just text her and she'll answer this. I try to make clear to them, my hours are eight to five, nine to six, somewhere in there. And those are my working hours. That doesn't mean that I won't see your text after hours. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, you, but unless it's an emergency, that's my family time. So I try to, if somebody is overstepping those boundaries, I have a conversation, a nice conversation. And I say, look, I'm here for you. I will see your text. I will see your email. It comes through. But unless it's an emergency, you know, before 8 a.m. and after 6 p.m., that's my family time. So I try to make that clear. And then with my daughter, it's the opposite. I say, this is my work time. This is my work time. And yes, I can take a break and I can take you to ballet class or this was, I mean, she's in college now, but, and we can have conversations, but if I have to make a phone call or if a client calls me, I have to do it. This is my work time. And I even have to make that sometimes clear. And my husband's a professor. And so he's now teaching virtually. He's a college professor. So our daughter is in college now and there's a three hour difference. And sometimes she'll call, her day is done with classes at six o'clock, but it's three o'clock for us. And um, she just wants to chat. She just wants to, you know, say hello and some interesting course or this or that. And we say, we love it. We want to hear it, but we're working. Can you you know, we'll call you at six. You know, we try to remind her unless it's an emergency, we're working, <laughs> you know? So we, it's setting boundaries and, and being nice about it, being respectful, respecting their, like I try to keep, I have a, my daughter's class schedule so that if I feel like just picking up the phone or texting her because I feel like saying hi, I'm not texting her in the middle of a class. 
you know, not all college students know how to mute their phones. So I don't want to call her or text her and have a bing go off in the middle of class. So I try to also be respectful of other people's time schedules as well. Yeah, I love that. Setting boundaries is so important. And I really appreciate that you're saying, you know, it's not just about setting boundaries outside of the home, just not just about setting boundaries with your, with your clients or with your employer. Um, it's also about setting boundaries inside the home and setting mm -hmm. boundaries with your kids, right? Your kids yes. don't have free reign into all of your time and space, right? You set mm -hmm. those boundaries with your kids too. And it teaches them to, to be respectful of others, I think, um, in addition to being respectful of, of, of you as, as the mother. Um, yes. That I think is really great. And I think with a child, you have to start setting those early on, even if it isn't business related, but just bursting into your bedroom and, you know, I mean, our door is open, so it's, but, but just bursting in and starting some conversation when I'm having a conversation with my husband and having no, you know, just say, honey, we're having a conversation. When you enter a room, you have to acknowledge what's happening in the space before you just barge in. So, I mean, that's, that's just parenting in general, but there's a story I love to tell people about how I really loved being a role model for my daughter because uh, when I had my home office, I overheard my daughter playing in her room with a, another friend, a play date. And uh, I don't know what the game was, but it might've been business because I heard my daughter say, excuse me, just a minute, I'm on with a client. I love that. And I, and I thought, on the one hand, that's me. That's what I would have to say to her when they would, she would come and I was on the phone. I'm on with a client. And I, many clients would hear me saying that to my child. You know, they knew that my daughter was barging in, but to hear her mimic that, I actually had a lot of joy in hearing her mimic that. I love it. You are. And I think that's the thing that's so important is we are always being an example to our kids and the mm -hmm. behaviors that we show them are the behaviors that they're going to emulate. And I think that's a great one. She was like, you know, she's working, right? So she's independent and playing, she's playing, but while she's whatever they were playing, whatever they were yeah. playing, she was showing up as someone who's independent and empowered and knows about boundaries. And if we don't all want that for our kids, I don't know what is uniting us and things we want for our kids. And another funny story about, uh, um, she's become my PR rep, my daughter, unbeknownst to me, but she went to get her haircut uh, last summer. And where she went is a salon where we've been getting our hair done forever since she was born, but the stylist had left the salon. So she was seeing a different stylist and the stylist that she was seeing owned the salon, had just bought the salon and he was doing her hair and they were, you know, chit-chatting and he, and she heard him say to someone, you know, I really need, a, I really need a PR person for, for the business. And my daughter said, my mom is a PR specialist and he's now a client. Oh, that's amazing. Did she get yeah. a commission? No. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Her whole life was a commission. <laughs> but it was, yeah, exactly. But it was so funny because she came home and she said, oh, mom, I told the stylist that you, you know, that you do PR. And I just thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I never thought I was going to get a call, but I did get a call. 
That is so awesome. I love it. The kids are giving back. That's one day my sons will be there too, I hope. They're only two and a half oh, in six months. Oh, so, yeah. You yeah. have your work cut out for you for sure. Yeah, we still have some time. <laughs> so with that, we are coming to the end of the show. And I want to make sure that I have time to ask you the two things I ask all the mamas, which is what is your morning routine like? So whether I wake up at four in the morning, six in the morning, or I have a sleep in at nine, the first thing I do when I open up my eyes is reach for the table next to me, look at my phone and open it up and start scrolling down through my emails. The first thing I do is get rid of spam, you know, get rid of everything that's junk so I can just get out of that. And that, that can take time depending on the morning. And then I start to go through and prioritize before I even look at my laptop or even wash my face and brush my teeth. Yeah, I like that you use to, like you go through the phone and get rid of the spam before you get onto the computer. I do. I can't because it. I just need to be able to see the forest through the trees or the trees through the forest, I guess, the trees through the forest. Because otherwise it's just trying to see what is relevant to me. And sometimes uh, if it's a newsletter for an organization that I want to read, I kind of, I put that into a, a folder to look at later. So when also, you get in front of your computer, the only things there are things that you have to actually pay attention to. Onto. Yes. Yeah. So you're not distracted. I love that. Yes. So the last question is, um, what is the one thing that you want other working moms to know? If you're a mom, you know that parenting is a journey. It's a journey from the minute that baby is put into your arms to forever. I have a college, uh, I have a daughter who's in college and it's ever changing the relationship and the parenting and her needs and our needs. And working is a journey too. I mean, working, whether you are working for somebody or have your own company, it's a journey. And I think for working moms, if you can make that journey blend in the best way possible, then you'll find your, your joy and your happiness. That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.